this is Melinda Cologne, and today we're going to talk something about self-care. Because I think it's important, especially as a hardworking marketer, strategist, business coach, consultant, and you know, wife and firm mom, I have a lot of responsibilities. And oftentimes I put myself last. I think it's one, because I'm a woman. Two, it's probably because I just love to help people. I love to focus on serving other people. And I find that times that I will dive right in to give someone else 100% and leave myself with absolutely nothing left. And I am sure a lot of you have found yourself in that same spot where you feel like, yes, you know, self-care is essential. You give your friends and family that advice. You you know, tell them, hey, get some rest this weekend or take a break or why don't you, you know, do a mini petty or why don't you just relax this afternoon and you know good and well that you don't even take your own advice. This is a challenge that I have worked through. I'm still working through. I think I am getting way better than I was before, but I thought this is a conversation to have in one of the busiest seasons of the year for Fortress of VM that I can help you guys out, you know, the marketers, the decision makers who are navigating changes in our economy and your business environment and your market. And you're thinking to yourself, like, I don't have time for myself. I have to put myself last and really not establishing those boundaries. It is known, like it is a fact that 47% of employers have experienced productivity loss in their company due to fatigue. 50% of employers have had an employee fall asleep on the job. That's half. <laughs> and 57% of employers report absenteeism due to fatigue. And 32% of employers report injuries and near misses due to fatigue. Now, this is huge. These are really big numbers. In fact, it's kind of scary because it doesn't also include just the fact that when you're exhausted, you don't think as clearly or as thoughtfully or as intentionally as you would if you had a good night's sleep and that you were sticking to a regimen that was working for your betterment, for your health. And so knowing that this is these are stats that were impacting me as a CEO, a business owner who's overseeing team, but also someone who needed to show up and be an extension of my clients' companies was a really big responsibility. And I wanted to make sure that I had time for myself in order to regain my energy and then come back and support not only my clients, but internally my business and my family. I wanna share with you three tips today to help you navigate through self-care. Like what are some of the things that you could do to implement in some self-care in a busy schedule and, and just still have some time to reflect and enjoy your day? Okay, so tip number one, don't do everything at once. I know that there's like magazines and blog posts, social media groups, and there's so much content that's telling you, let's do all these things, right? And then you'll feel a lot better. And in fact, I, I know that there's this idea for a long time that you can have this you know, balance, this work-life balance. And recently I went to a business conference where Dr. Del Toro shared that balance doesn't exist. In fact, we have to lean in to the seasons that we're in, in order to get through them, but also that we can successfully get through them. It's not about just like, you know, just going through the motions because that's exhausting in itself, but it's also learning in the process and finding yourself through the steps that you had to take to, in order to get to the other side. And that really resonated with me because what I found 
myself doing is I was naturally doing that. I was starting to lean into those areas and feeling like I needed to have to have a balance between work and life and making time for my husband, making time to cook and clean, making time for family, making time to just be myself and also run a business. And it's challenging. It was challenging. And the more that I realized that I had the opportunity to remove this feeling like I needed to ask for permission to just live life, right? And to enjoy my life in the moments. The more that I felt that I can just go through the motions and feel really comfortable with the process that I was in and I have been. I stopped prioritizing other people's wants and needs for my life and I started prioritizing mine. And because I'm a giver, it's just naturally, I'm naturally giving of myself anyway. So I just needed to trust myself in knowing that I was making a decision that was a good decision for all parties, including myself. So prioritizing self-care, it makes self-care a non-negotiable part of your routine. And what this means is actually finding out that you have a routine in the first place. So you probably live by your calendar like I do, but I realized that I needed to put some blocks for actually doing work, tracking my KPIs, my looking at my analytics, my bank account, my revenue, and checking it with clients. There's so many moving parts and pieces. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be so overwhelming for me to add to my calendar. But what I realized is that I could do this and use a project management tool to help alleviate some of that pressure, that overwhelm that I was feeling. And when I did that, I found myself, okay, well, naturally my routine is to lean into my calendar. So I'm going to use my calendar to basically tell me where I need to go and what I need to do. And that really helped me a lot because I started to trust the calendar. And then later on, that gave me the strength to trust myself because I knew what was coming up. I knew what I had already accomplished last Monday, seven days ago. So I knew what was coming and I could prepare accordingly. And in doing that and preparing myself to basically use the calendar as training wheels, now I am more confident in what I can take on and I can set boundaries around that and just know like, okay, well, I'm to capacity, meaning that I have built in time for myself, time for my business and time for my family. And so I'm to capacity and either it needs to roll onto another individual or it just doesn't get done. And so we take it to the next step, which is customizing your self-care routine. Now, in addition to setting boundaries and using your calendar to block out time to actually do work, or I also, I want to share with you real a quick tip. In your calendar, if you have, let's say, a meeting across town and it's from one to three and you have a meeting from 11 to 12, I block that time out between 12 and one, because if I'm sharing my calendar with anybody, or if I'm thinking like off glance, if I'm on my phone, I see that availability, then I think that I can plug in a person to like do a quick coffee call or take another consultation or do a coaching call. And truly I need that time to actually prepare for my meeting, get in a car, drive, you know, all of that stuff that is not allocated into the actual time for the meeting. I also do this with product work. So any proposal work that we do in, in the marketing agency or strategy sessions that we have with our clients, coaching calls that we'll have with our clients, those type of things, we block out not only the time for the actual meeting itself, but we block out time before and after that meeting so that 
we're really using our time wisely, right? We're not like overlapping things from one thing to the next. Because what happens is like if you're down across town and then you have a meeting at one o'clock, your current 12 to one meeting ends at one o'clock and now you don't have any time and you're late and that's not a good look. And not only that, you're already feeling stressed and overwhelmed and you carry on that energy from one activity to the next. And it's not fun and it's actually really hurting you health-wise because you might think it's just like, oh, I just need to get it done. But if you take a step back, you're actually not prioritizing the workload correctly. And you might be skipping stuff. You might have to go back and correct the things that you've, you've had to put in place because you're already stretched and overworked and overwhelmed and stressed in that moment. So customizing your self-care routine means knowing that self-care is not one size fits all. It's not about, oh, well, Susie does it this way and Jim does it that way. No, it has to be different for you because you have a different experience. Something might be, you might feel different than someone else about, you know, mini petties. Like I love mini petties because it is a breakaway. Usually I'll put my phone on mute. I'll listen to a podcast or an audiobook, and I'm there for about an hour or two hours and just enjoying the environment. And I pick a very selective salon to go to and they know me. And so like I walk in, get this experience. I love it. And it's just taking a break away from my desk every single week. And so I know what time I'm going to go. I know what to expect. I know how much it's going to cost. Like I know everything. So there's nothing new. And so it helps it become a routine, but also it just makes me feel good. And so what are those things that make you feel good? Maybe it's a bubble bath. I love bubble baths. In fact, and so doing them on you know, a Friday night or, you know, late at night, like a 1030 bubble bath, that's nice with a glass of wine or maybe some music, or maybe your self-care is just to go lay by a pool. You know, like if you don't have a pool, go to the hotel. Like they're not going to say no from you laying by their pool. So go by their pool or go by a bar and just kind of hang out and people watch. That's, you know, just kind of taking a break away from what's going on and you're just enjoying your environment, enjoying yourself. Other ways to self-care is, you know, yeah, there's the spa, there's exercising, there's eating healthy, there's meditation, there's reading, spending time in nature, pampering yourself with a day spa. But really, I like to just start out with just simply quiet alone time. And that really helps me rejuvenate and get prepared for the next thing. And honestly, I find myself getting emptied. And I don't hear many people say this, but when I'm around folks that talk about, you know, meditation and prayer, they often say like, you know, I pray until I'm emptied and I pray until I'm emptied. I am in meditation until I'm emptied. I stay quiet until I'm emptied where I'm able to receive something new. So it takes me time to meditate, you know, especially in the first couple of times when I tried to pray or meditate in silence, it was like, oh, I forgot to put that on the grocery list or did I get that from Instacart or, oh, I got to make sure to iron that thing, you know, and it's just like all of the things that were in the back file cabinet in my brain and I just needed to address them. And usually I'll have like a notebook or something to write down and just brain dump so I can get it out of my head and trust another resource to house that information. And which is why I love write handwriting notebooks because it just saves me a ton of mind space. And so once I'm done with that filing cabinet and then I move on to the back cabinet, ends up being full of things that are like the wish list items. Like if I ever get around to 
kind of stuff. And so I emptied myself of that. And then I have space for these amazing ideas to come into fruition in my mind. And it's really cool because it just comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. And I write that down so that I can accept and make space for a new idea. And that self-care, it really is to kind of reframe what your day is like, what your life is like, what your abilities are. I don't know. It just makes me feel more connected to the actual outcome that I'm looking to achieve. So the last thing that I want to share with you, the last step is to practice consistency and balance. So like I said earlier, it's consistency is key when it comes to self-care. It's also important that as you're starting to establish your routine of self-care, and you're starting to build this into your your day, your week, whatever, take one step at a time. Like don't try to do all of the things at once because your brain, it makes it harder for your body to process that. So if you start out with one thing at a time and then you build upon that, that's a really good regimen because then you can isolate whether or not it's working for you, whether it fits your current situation or your season of life. There are days where reading a book makes sense. You know, in the fall and winter time, curling up, reading a book, you know, hot cocoa or some tea. Amazing. Like that's a different type of self-care. Whereas I probably won't drink hot cocoa and hot tea in 90 degree weather in the summer. Right. But I'm still reading books, but it might be on an audiobook or something like that. So understanding like what do you like? When do you like it? And that's okay. Spending time in nature. That's something I love being outdoors when it's cooler outside. Like when my husband and I lived in Georgia, we loved, I love being outside. Um, <laughs> when the fall, the leaves were changing and it was fall and then it would go into winter. I was, I was like, I just want to be outside. So like I find a reason to be outside, whether it's gardening or just, you know, running errands or we'd go to like a, a spring, a natural spring, or just go downtown walking with our dogs. Like we found reasons to go outside. Whereas in the summer I'm inside, I'm very heat sensitive. So I'm inside, I'm staying near the AC. <laughs> I'm not going outside for any reason at all, as much as I can avoid it. And so just understanding like that there's nothing wrong with that. You just need to establish your own custom self-care routine and allow that to be seasonal. Allow it to be whatever it needs to be to help you recharge, relax, and de-stress. So make self-care a habit rather than a sporadic event. Don't think that you have to do all of it at once. Don't think of it has to, you know, once a year on your birthday. Like maybe it's, let's start out with once a month. An hour once a month, what do you do? Is it you read a book or maybe it's just sleep in an extra hour. Maybe it's drink some more water every day. That's easy. You know, that's something that you can apply every day. Again, put it in a calendar, put it somewhere that can help remind you every single day to do the thing while you're still building that muscle memory that you, that's what you do. That's just a part of what you do and balancing between activities. So I know this is going to sound a little foo-foo, but it really does work. If you focus on self-care physically and you focus on self-care mentally, emotionally, and spiritually together, it really goes a long way. Explain what I'm talking about. Let's say you have a goal to drink more water. Whatever your goal is, that's why you're drinking more water. You just know you need to drink more water. And so you have the calendar reminder that says drink eight ounces of water now until you stop, get some water, drink eight ounces, and then you move on, click, you know, complete or 
dismiss or whatever on your calendar and you move on with your day. And you do that maybe four or five times a day. And then while you're drinking the water, saying like, oh, this is so good. I'm enjoying this. This is so nourishing. I love this water. This feels so good. I love water in your head like telling yourself this will actually help accelerate your ability to make it a, a regimen, a natural regimen. You know, when people build out new practices like taking medicine, what happens is we tell ourselves, oh, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this, right? So it's like begrudgingly going through the process is showing your body that it's an enjoyable experience. Like we don't wanna do unenjoyable things. So when it comes to doing something hard, is it really hard or is it something that we just don't enjoy? And more than likely it's something that we just don't enjoy. And so how do we shift that? We can't change the thing because we still need to do it, but we can change our mindset or our perspective on doing the thing. And that helps balance your self-care routine. That actually helps you feel nourished. It makes you feel excited to do it again. So the next day you just do it again. You keep practicing that over and over again. Even if you have to put it in your calendar, the reminder and to say what the affirmation is so that you're reading it to yourself in your mind, do it. It's totally worth it. So this is nourishing. This is so good. I really enjoy water. Oh, this is so cold. Like telling yourself these things as you're going through the practice will help it stick better and make you feel better about doing the thing. So I hope that was really helpful. These are the tips that I have really implemented and it has made a huge difference. And of course, my self-care practices are always evolving with how I evolve as a person and they're never gonna be the same. Like I have accepted that they will continue to evolve and that gives me permission to do what I need to do in order for my body to feel better and healthier and stronger. So I hope that it has really helped you. Remember that self-care is an ongoing process. It's an ongoing process and it's important to just listen to your body, listen to yourself and adapt your routine however you need to, seasonally, monthly, weekly, whatever it might be. Just allow it to happen and be just appreciative for having the ability to do so. Ways that you can do that if you're busy running around, like say you're a soccer mom or you're in the car a lot, is listening to something really enjoyable. Like it's a self-care book on gratitude or mindset work, or maybe it's just talking to a friend that you haven't talked to in a really long time that you enjoy conversation with, that you can laugh with. You can also use that time in the car if you're alone, just to honestly talk out loud, like talk to yourself, think out loud, talk to yourself. I do this. There's something crazy about it. Most people do. <laughs> Um, I just talk to myself. I, I get comfortable with hearing my voice and then I've accepted and given myself permission to allow it to be normal. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm, I'm thinking about it. So why can't I say it out loud? But if you have people in the car, you know, obviously you can enjoy a conversation or maybe some breathing exercises. Maybe this could be like, you guys stop for, do some exercises, the so breathing exercise is not nothing too crazy, right? Because you're still driving, but just taking time and looking around at the environment that you're in in nature. And I mean, it, it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be extraordinary. It can just fit the time, the space that you're in and you get as much as you can in. And if there's a season where you're feeling, man, I'm just slammed, you know, maybe that's an opportunity for you to revisit 
your calendar and see, can I reprioritize some things on my book so that I can make space for self-care? Because it's a necessity. It's not something that you can just ignore. It has to be a part of what you do and in how you take care of yourself so that you can take care of the people that you love and do the thing that you do so well and really live your purpose. All right. I said it was done, but I just wanted to add that little bit at the end. And um, I wish and hope that you can create and establish a consistent imbalance for you and for your life and for the season you're in. And I look forward to the next segment where we can dive more into business and marketing strategies. Till next time.